JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It is Monday, January 23rd, 2017. Let me get right to it. All right, Isaac, I love you. Venus Williams makes her first Australian Open semifinal since 14 years ago. First semi in a Grand Slam in, in, since 2009. She beat Anastasia Pavlu Chankova. Say that, Pavlu, Pavlu Chankova, three times fast. The Russian pro, 6-4-7-6-7-3 in the tiebreaker. She's in the semis. Serena, Venus, final, could it happen? You got Coco Vandaway. She beat Angelique Kerber, the number one in the world, in a fourth-round match. She's in the quarters today. I mean, good stuff. American men, Jack Sock, love them. Love the name. Did not go very far. That's over with. But how about Serena versus Venus in a final? 36-year-old Venus, she's the oldest semifinalist in open ever. That's awesome. I love I love watching this stuff. I, I could watch Venus. I saw them play doubles once at the U.S. Open with my with my buddy Izzy, and we had a great time. We were really close to the action. It was awesome to watch. So I can say I saw them play. Now, not singles, but I saw them play. I can say I saw them play together. How about that? And I like this from Pac-Man. He said, uh, I'm not a robot. He's shooting down Bob Aram's plan to have him like a farewell tour, four fights this year in four different places, 2017. Pacquiao says, hey, I fight two times in a year. It's hard for me. And he never heard of his next prospective opponent, Jeff Warren. Come on. You can't beat Father Time. Father Time always wins. Bernard Hopkins, last fight, I watched on HBO. He said he got pushed out of the ring. Bernard, when you watch the replay, you got your ass knocked out of the ring. Now, I know he could kick my ass from here to Sunday, wherever he wants to do it to, you know, he could do it, but he did. He got knocked out and that's when it's time to call the day. You, you start taking too many punches. It's time to go. It really is. Now the Knicks are up 62 58 at the half to the, over the Pacers in Indiana. Joe Noah missed a free throw so badly to the left that Twitter went crazy. Yeah. You, if you get a chance, Try to pull it up. It'll be it'll be easy to find. Bad, bad, bad miss. Carmelo though, Carmelo still still going strong. Seventeen points at the half. Porzingis only two points in twelve minutes. Rose is twelve points, and off the bench, I love him. Billy Hernan Gomez, ten points, five rebounds, and Justin Holiday, ten points off the bench. Also, they are up sixty-two fifty-eight. Now. That's not doing as well. They're getting blown out by the Spurs in the fourth quarter. But come on, you had to expect it. You know, I was going to talk about the Nets. Let me talk about the Nets. The Nets, Jeremy Lin re-aggravated his hamstring during rehab. He's going to be out another three to five weeks. He's out through the All-Star game. They said he could miss up to another 13 games each. He's missed his 14th straight game tonight. I mean, he is going to miss more games than he'll play this year already. That's kind of scary. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you got the best. They should have the best guys taking care of him. He keeps hurting the hamstring. But they said that's a tender thing. And I know once you hurt it, it's very hard to get it back. And you in the smallest thing, bam, he's got to be pissed off. Now, the, the Nets are 10th in the league in assists with 21.5 per game. But they're averaging over 20, almost 26 the last four. And they had a season-high 30 Saturday in the loss to Charlotte. 
where they also made a season high 73 pointers. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Lin tonight, 14 straight game, 32nd of the season. He misses 13 more. That's 45. Do the math. 41 at home, 41 away. Wow. This has been a tough year for that man. I feel for him, man. That's a lot of games. 32 games already missed. Wow. Just scary. Yeah, he's only played, I think, yeah, he's 12 games this whole season. And they're, they're on their way to another loss right now. We shall see. Now, Yanks, how about this? Tanaka won't pitch in the World Baseball Classic for Japan. He did in 2009. I think financially that makes perfect sense. He might opt out at the end of the year. I say, don't do it. And he isn't. And, you know, they need him for the long haul this season. No need to wear himself out. Now, Didi Gregorius is going to play for Team Netherlands per Fox Sports. Expected to play. He's going to play. Come on. Why wouldn't you play? How about that? Team Netherlands is a team of the World Baseball Classic. That's awesome. Now, the Knicks, D. Giving up 108.3 points per game this season. Worst worst since, listen to this, 88-89 when they gave up 112.9 a game, which I was like, wow, that's a lot. Well, they scored 116.7 that season, and they won 52 games. And they had another stat on. Now, Derrick Rose is gets at least 10 hard drives to the basket each game which he's one of only 11 players to do that, but he only averages 2.3 free throws attempts on those drives, which puts him as the fourth lowest in that group of 11. And during his uh, 2010-2011 MVP year, 6.9 free throws attempts per game. This year, 3.7, which actually equals his high since he missed the 2012-2013 season with that knee injury. I'll tell you, you know what they uh Hornacek said he's so fast that the refs miss stuff. But, you know, it's amazing how some of these guys get the calls and some guys don't. Even even LeBron was complaining this year that he's not getting enough free throw attempts. So maybe maybe the refs are missing stuff. Hey, they definitely missed that call against the Wizards with Derek Lowe. Derek, not Derek Lowe. Sidney Lowe on the, on the court. And then they missed that boogie. boogie Boogie had that, uh, they called a foul on him when Dwayne Wayne went in for a dunk for Chicago against Sacramento, and Cousins wasn't even near him. And then he was going back court. I mean, egregious, egregious. Then they showed that last two-minute report, which is ridiculous. I know it throws, you know, they talk about it, it throws the refs under the bus, but, you know, when you make a call like that, you deserve to get thrown under the bus. Now, I know we have plenty of time to get the hype going for Super Bowl 51. Malcolm Butler versus Julio Jones. That should be a good, good game. Up oh, Spurs beat the Nets 112-86. And I know I know I probably mentioned this already, but if you haven't seen, you gotta find the video of Joakim Noah going for a free throw tonight in the first half against the Pacers. Missed the hoop to the left by then some. It's gotta be all over Twitter. It, it should be crazy. I highly recommend you watching it. Yeah, Nets loss, 112.86. And they fall to, ooh, what is that? Well, nine, I think 9-34. Oof. Again, third quarter, outscored 39-27. Patty Mills led San Antonio with 20 points. Isaiah Whitehead. Had 19. Oh, 19. Nice going. Isaiah Whitehead. 
19 points, that's his best game. I think it's his season high. Off the bench, 19 points. Kilpatrick had 17 off the bench. Who's my... Oh. And he did not play... T- oh, Lavert, Karis Lavert did not play today. I wonder what happened. He's been playing a lot lately. Lopez only had 12 points. When you're... When your two leading scorers are off the bench, you know it's going to not be a good game. Oof. Well, they lost again. And Knicks are now up 77-62. How about that? All right. But you got to watch. watch. Look for that Joakim Noah free throw attempt. It is atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. Now, Super Bowl. Over-under is a record 58 points. Pats are a three-point favorite. Atlanta, since a week 11 by is averaging 37.5 points per game. Now, Brady is, in his career against Atlanta, he's 4-0, nine touchdowns, one interception. They haven't played since, basically all these guys were on the, last time they played, yeah, it's been a while. It's been so long that Yeah, I was looking it up. I had a, I had, I had it here. Yeah, 37 of the 53 players weren't on the last time they met. New England beat one of the Georgia Dome, 2013, 30-23. And their last Super Bowl for Atlanta, 1998, they lost to Denver. That's when their the guy got Man of the Year award, and I'm blanking on his name. He actually spoke to the Panthers last year. And and I went to high, I went to I went to Montville High School with a guy named Lester Arkenbaugh graduated he graduated a couple of years ahead of me and he played in that Super Bowl he went to Stanford actually two kids went to from my high school went to Stanford and Lester Arkenbaugh played at Stanford he was defensive lineman and he played in the Super Bowl for Atlanta that year Eugene Robinson. Got busted. He was man of the year award uh, soliciting prostitution from an undercover cop. And that was it. And I thought they had a good shot at that Super Bowl because they had beaten, that was the Dirty Birds, they had beaten Minnesota. Gary Anderson had to miss an extra extra point or field goal all season. He misses an extra point that would have put him up, I think, 10. They came back to tie it, and I think they won it overtime, Atlanta. Dan Reeves was the coach. And I think they would have had a shot at the Super Bowl, but Eugene Robinson, that all... It's always some guy... I remember Stanley Wilson, the time that Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl, he got busted. He was up all night. He had a, went on a cocaine binge. There's always something that happened. How about the uh, offensive lineman for the Raiders? He went he went AWOL before their game against Tampa Bay. He was an all-pro, and they were a mess. They said that didn't help things. Yeah, things happen. You always think about stuff like that. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think these two teams got their heads on. But you're still like, wow. Crazy. And you're going to, we're going to have to watch the the matchup Malcolm Butler versus Julio Jones. I think that's going to I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah, Barrett Barrett Robbins. I remember him. See, I couldn't remember the name and it came to me. You see? That's what you you, you keep pushing. Now, this is Matt Ryan's ninth season, 149 regular season games. They had to, I read something, Peter King and MMQB, 
that when he won a bowl game his senior year, Brady was beating the Giants 38-35 in the game that they finished 16-0 and they ended up losing the Super Bowl. But that's it's the disparity, I mean, the age difference. between He was still he was playing his senior year. You think he'd ever be think that he'd be playing a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. It's pretty cool, right? And two weeks, New England D won't be overlooked by Atlanta. Come on. They're going to get up a game plan. Uh, Matt Patricia is going to get a game plan going with Bill Belichick. He's going to have two weeks. Come on. And interesting, Kyle Shanahan, when he found out New England would be his opponent, he, was, he said, good. And, you know, you want to beat the best. He, he talked to Peter King, and Peter King said, hey, you're probably going to play him. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Why would he? That's who you want to play. You want to go. If you want to beat somebody, you want to be Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, seventh, record seven Super Bowl together. As a coach and quarterback, seven Super Bowls? I mean, did you ever think we'd see that in our lifetime? Seven Super Bowls? Now, Freeman and Coleman, Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman, did not have a great game. 25 for 71 against Green Bay, long of 14. Now, the Green Bay D isn't as good as New England's. It fell on Ryan versus Green Bay. He's going to need another another big game against in the Super Bowl. I think I think will show up. Now, Brady, listen, 24th playoff victory. The Bears as a franchise, which the Browns been around since 1932, have 17 playoff victories. 17. Brady has 24. And his 24 wins are more than 25 of the remaining 31 franchises have in their history. That's you, You're witnessing something that we will never see. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And on Wednesday, the Pats were practicing in pads. 18th game of the season. That's not what you do 18th game of the season. But you know what? Nobody complained. Let me tell you. You have a quarterback who gets grilled by his coach constantly. If he can t- if they see that the quarterback who is all world for Super Bowl rings is not is not above the law. Yeah, not above the law. That's a good way to say it. Then it puts everybody on their heels. And the Pats really showed a lot of patience and intelligence versus Atlanta. they they took what they got and then when they saw an opening they went with it. And that's what I'm saying. Two weeks to prepare, Brady and Belichick. I know this is a really high-flying offense, but we shall see. You know, Dan Quinn took over two years ago. They were 6-10, and 10, and now they're going to Super Bowl. Coached, he's coached now in three of the last four Super Bowls, twice with Seattle and now with Atlanta. I mean, wow. You know, he, he doesn't like to call it Seattle East in Atlanta. Quinn says, no, 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 it's not Seattle East. He says it's Atlanta now. I like that. Play with speed. And they didn't take their foot off the pedal all game on offense and defense against Green Bay. They're going to have to do the same thing against New England Super Bowl Sunday. Same exact thing. And why was Bon Jovi in the box? Isn't he a Jersey guy? Isn't he? I, I, I was like, what's going on here, man? What's going on here? This is, this is bananas. And there were more bets on the Browns than Atlanta before the season started to win the Super Bowl. Pretty crazy, right? And listen to this. Five Rutgers players are in Super Bowl 51. Well, four because former Rutgers defensive end Jonathan Freeney is on IR for New England. But the defensive back trio of Devin McCourty, Logan Ryan, and Duran Harmon for New England and Mohamed Sanu for Atlanta, the wide receiver. They have Rutgers has more players on, a, on Super Bowl rosters than any other college. How about that? And then the Pat safety coach, Steve Belichick, he played the cross four years at Rutgers, and his fifth year was a long snapper under Greg Schiano, 
a coach in waiting, basically. How about that? You don't think Chris Ash is using that right now? I, I, you know what? Listen. I always root for Rutgers, man. I want them to go to a big bowl. When they had Shiano, I always want them to go to a big bowl. I would love them to do well in the Big Ten. I would love, I think it'd be great. I'd love to see, see them in a big bowl. All those years when they were good, they never went to a great, 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 great bowl. They never went to a New Year's Day bowl. I want to see it happen. I think this is great for Rutgers' program. And also, the last time both championship games ended with 19 points or more difference was 1978-79. The Steelers beat Houston 34-5, and Dallas won in L.A. over the Rams 28-0. And then that Super Bowl, Steelers beat the Cowboys 35-31. It was in Florida. I remember that because Jackie Smith dropped the ball in the end zone, and it went back and forth. Dallas was behind, and they got a couple touchdowns at the end, and I was crying. I was a huge Cowboy. I was a huge Stallback fan. Huge Stallback fan. It was one of my favorite games. And they actually said that this is the... This is the, I think it's four or five Super Bowls. Sixth time since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger that the top scoring team in the league will meet the team that allowed the fewest points in the Super Bowl. Now, 78, the Steelers came in as the number one defense and Dallas was the number one offense. And Dallas put up 31 on the number one D. And they did survive a pair of late touchdowns by Stallback. I remember that. Stallback was playing hard. But Bradshaw was the MVP. 315, three touchdowns. And then 84 was the number one offense. Dan Marino threw for 5,084 yards that season. 48 touchdowns. But he did not have 29-50, 289 a touchdown, two interceptions. They lost 38-16 to the... to the Niners. And that game was played, I think, in Stanford Stadium. I remember that. Joe Montana. But I remember that. He came in, and that's the only Super Bowl Marino's ever been in. How about that? And then you have uh, Giants beat the Bills, 1990. Yeah. Giants the ball for 40 minutes in that game. And they said if the Bills would have won, I know Thurman Thomas had over a buck 20 running. He had a good game. And then the Seahawks, number one uh, points allowed versus the number one offense. That year, Manning led an offense and scored 606. 43-8, that game, it could have been more. I remember Manning, one touchdown, two interceptions. Every, every play seemed like they, they had a, like, they were going through quicksand. It was, that was a tough game. That was a tough game for the Broncos. Oof, that was, that was a blowout. But it said six here. One, two. I'm missing one. Yeah, I'm missing one. That bothers me when I don't have that. I'm trying to get that information to you as we speak. Oh, my Pac-Man got in trouble with the cops. He told him to suck my... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay, got the Cowboys. Oh, and I'm sorry, in 89, the... Niners beat the Broncos 55-10. Nine Broncos came in with the number one D. Montana had five touchdowns. I remember that. I remember the game that uh, Rice had a monster. 55-10. I think that's the most points. That that was the most points scored in a Super Bowl, if I if I stand correct. Now, 
Real Sports is doing a piece on former Bama and NFL running back Kevin Oh god. Sorry, I'm blanking. Blanking on his name now. Kevin Turner. Man. John Frankel did a piece produced where it they showed him the last couple of years of his life. His 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 mother had to make the water thicker so he could swallow it. He went down from a from like over two forty when he played to one hundred under like hundred pounds basically. And his son is a freshman on Clemson's national title team. Dabo Swinney, the coach of the of Clemson. And Kevin Turner were roommates at Bama. They won the 1992 National Championship. I want to see that piece. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And Phil Mushnick of the New York Post brought up a good point about the game. The game should have been switched yesterday where the New England game should have been the early game and the Atlanta game should be the late game because, you know, early game, better weather. Well, every year they switch because 7 p.m. is prime time on Sundays and that's money. And of course, you know, you know the next thing's coming when they had the they switched the Pittsburgh Cleveland game, the Pittsburgh KC game from one to eight PM and the ratings were through the roof. You know it's happening again. You know it's definitely happening. And also this year, playoff games, average margin of victory in the ten playoff games, fifteen point seven, the largest in fourteen years. Last year the average margin of victory was eleven point three. The really the only really good good game. Well the two well the Pittsburgh KC game was 18-16, but the Dallas Green Bay 34-31, that was it. All the other games have been pretty blowout, much blowouts. Now, games decided by 13 points or more in the 10 playoff games, eight. We, I just want a good Super Bowl. Championship games were very disappointing. I mean, really ticked me off, man. And no running games in those championship games. No running back had a run more than had a 20-yard run in, in either game. Leading rushes of the four teams were 46, which was Rodgers for the Packers, 42 34 and 47. Talk, put that together. 88. That's basically what It's basically Yeah. What's that's that's what Le- Le'Veon Bell did last week and man. And the four passers, Ryan threw for 392, Brady threw for 384, Ben threw for 314 and Rodgers 287. I mean Nobody even close to, I mean, combined, you're talking about 88. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, it's not many yards. 169, that's what, Le'Veon Bell had more last week than the four teams combined. That's that's scary, folks. I know, I know, I'm trying to do math. JD Talking Sports, we're all about working our math problems out, all that kind of stuff. That's what we do here. You have to do that kind of stuff. You have to put it out there. Okay, now, I thought this was pretty cool. Van Joseph worked with Wade Phillips on Texan staff, and he taught him that players first, scheme second. Everything Wade did was based on players. He said he never had a bad day with Wade, with Wade Phillips. He said Winner, win by 50, lose by 50, didn't matter. I, I think Van Johnson's going to do a good, good job with the Broncos. I really do. And the Browns fan had a customized jersey made. On the name part, it says not, not, not winless 2016. For the name on the jersey, and number fifteen was the jersey number that the Browns went one in fifteen, 
And Deshaun Watson declined the Browns' invitation to play in the Senior Bowl. I talked about this already, but Peter King says it's, it's a terrific waste of an opportunity. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, he could work a week with Hugh Jackson. This Hugh Jackson wants him. Spend a week with him. I don't understand why. You know, this is a chance to work with the guy who could become your future boss. But somebody must be talking in his ear saying, oh, you know, this and that. I, I think it would have been a win-win. He, he shines. You know, bring him in. And, and they signed... They signed Jamie Collins to a four-year extension for $50 million, $26 million guaranteed. Now, he had 69 tackles, two sacks after being acquired from the Pats, who said he went rogue too often. But he's a young guy to build around. I think the Browns, you know, it's going to take a little while, but I think the Browns are going to do some stuff. I really do. I really do. Let's give him time. I know that guy had the jersey, but I thought about that today when I, Atlanta and everything, how they, you know, they brought in, they had to bring in Matt Ryan after the whole Michael Vick thing who was in jail and the town really still loved him and he came in and he had some tough years but this year hey he got into a Super Bowl and that's really all you all you can do you know you try to do the best you can do and he did and you know Ryan Grigson got canned as a GM of the Colts well these are some interesting interesting stats to ponder when you think about it luck since the morning of the 2014 AFC title game which they got blown out by the Patriots they're 10 and 13 he's missed Last two years, 10 games. 2015, he missed games because of lacerated kidney, shoulder, ribs, and abdominal injuries. Last year, this year, shoulder. 10 games in two years. 10 out of th- ten out of 32, that's not good. That's not good at all. And his completion percentage last 23 games for Lux, 59.7. The NFL completion percentage average in 2016, 63%. That's below. Now, he's, they've wasted two years of Lux Prime. He's 28 coming to this season. Get your crap together, Indy. Make it happen. He's too talented. I think they're going in the right direction. And like I said, you know, you need a running attack. Rodgers had 46 on the ground. The rest of the team had 33. All the drop passes, at least five. Not in sync all day. Missed the field goal. I mean, you know, they were saying he was off with his passes. His guys weren't. It's like they played eight-game winning streak came in, and it just all went to, went to shit right like that. And Dallas must have been watching like, God damn, this sucks. And then the Steelers. Big Ben said on him playing against uh, Brady, he said it's a team game. We're not playing tennis. It's Yeah, it is. You're right. It's, it is in tennis. And Antonio Brown came in with 100 yards receiving in the first two playoff games. Average in the four games against New England, about eight, eight catches, 95 and a TD. He had seven for 77 yards, but it was like you didn't even see him. What a quiet day. You know, him, he is a bad game. OBJ is a bad game. Yeah. Brown post on Facebook, OBJ takes the trip. Karma's a bitch, man, isn't it? I'll tell you. You know, they say it doesn't bother, but that stuff comes sometimes and bites in the ass. It really does. And he, he got a late TD, and if he hadn't got if he hadn't got the TV, uh, Big Ben, he would have gone consecutive postseason games without a touchdown for the first time in his career. Now, he did complete during the, during the game a postseason best 13 consecutive passes which was a you know he had some they, he didn't play bad the first half he, he said you know big ben said we needed to play a f- near flawless game and we didn't but from four and five to the championship game if there's a silver lining today it's that i don't think it is and brady's now seven and two against pittsburgh and this is you know you're not going to win many games when you have two touchdowns in eight quarters versus kc new england you're not going to win hey they won the week before on six field goals 
yeah, I was talking to my talking to Carol and my friend Carol, and she was like, I shut him off. She goes, I was bored, and you know, we need, we need a good Super Bowl. We do, we do. Yeah, we do. Now, I talked about the Marcus Cousins. That was a ridiculous call. Joel Embiid's going to miss the next two games. He's going to miss the Clipper game tonight, and he's going to miss the Bucks game on Tuesday. Checking a score right now as we speak. They are... Wait, they didn't play tonight. I thought the Sixers played tonight. No, they play tomorrow. I'm sorry, they play tomorrow. They play the Clippers tomorrow. And then he'll miss the Clippers game and the Bucks game. They're off tonight. Clippers beat the Hawks tonight, 115-105. I, you know how every day I like checking out Russell Westbrook's stats. He has 22 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists at half. They're up 56-53 on Utah. Do you think he's going to go tri- triple-double tonight? I think so. And Steve Kerr brought up something. He feels the players made a mockery of the All-Star voting. 50 guys on there who've, who had no business getting votes. He said, did they vote for themselves? There were 324 players who voted. 128 didn't vote for LeBron, which, what? And 154 didn't vote for Kevin Durant. I, I guess, you know, I mean, they changed it this year. Now, uh, fans, media, players, it's split up. But, you know, if they're not going to take it seriously, what's the point? I mean, SAG gives everybody... That's why I don't vote on a lot of the SAG things, because I didn't see all the movies. And I don't want to just... You know, a lot of these these people busted their butts on these productions. And I feel like I'm giving a vote for something I shouldn't be giving a vote on. I'm just voting for somebody that I really didn't pay attention to. That's why I don't... I think, you know, if you're going to do this, you should take the time. I mean, when he says 50 people voted... There were 50 people got votes that shouldn't even be on you know, on the ballot says something, right? Now, college basketball. West Coast team hasn't reached the Final Four since UCLA 2008 in Arizona, last national champion from a West Coast team, 1997. Now, this year you have Gonzaga, 19-0. They're winning big tonight. UCLA is number two in the nation with over 93 points per game. Oregon, 16 straight wins. And Arizona, the one at UCLA Saturday. They they all could win it all. I wasn't impressed. with they UCLA beat... Arizona, I mean, Arizona beat UCLA at UCLA. I wasn't impressed with either team. But you know what? It just looked like a sloppy game. I guess we'll see. Now, Syracuse could miss the NCAA tournament for the second time since 2008. They are not playing good ball right now. And UConn women, 93 in a row, haven't lost an American Athletic Conference game ever. They're number one in the AP poll. Baylor 2, Maryland 3, Mississippi State 4, which takes me, they lost tonight, first time, first loss of the season, they lost at South Carolina, 64-61. Asia Wilson for South Carolina, 26 points, 9 rebounds. And forward Brianna Richardson at 12 points to Mississippi State. South Carolina improves to 17-1 and 7-0. Dawn Staley, love her as a coach. I'd play for, for her. I always, she just looks like she's seriously in, intense. And Mississippi State drops at 21-6-1. and 6-1. But that's good for, this is good for, you know, hey, I like that these women are getting, you know, I, 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 I go to WNBA games. I totally got into the tournament this past year. I totally, that's pretty cool. And Nova's still number one. Kansas two in the men. I'm beating Gonzaga's three, Kentucky four, and Baylor five. So Baylor is in the top five in the men's and women. That's a, and Syracuse, he thought they were going to have a good year this year. 
You thought this could be my best team ever, ever Bohan, but they're they're not they're not playing up to snuff right now. And number seventeen Duke loses at home. Yeah, I, I got to feel out. Yeah, at to NC State first time since 1995, 84-82. Dennis Smith Jr. leads NC State with 32. Grayson Allen 13 points to lead Duke. Duke falls to 15 and five, three and four in the ACC. NC State 14 and seven, three and five. Every time Duke loses, it's like it's like Christmas game early or Hanukkah. Well, it's Hanukkah for me. It's Hanukkah. And I thought I was going to have a cool golf story that Hudson Swafford, he wins the Career Builder Challenge in La Quinta, California, 29-year-old, former UGA player, earns over a million, first time in the Masters, and then I finally grow up in Florida. But I thought it was still a cool story that he went to U- University of Georgia, he's going to play in the Masters. Hey, wins his first tournament. You know, let's give some props. And I like this with NASCAR. NASCAR's going with a new point system to re- reward drivers' per- per- performance through the race and season. I like till every... Every lap counts. That's what they said. And some people are going crazy about it. Why is it? Why shouldn't every lap count? This whole chase thing with the points and get, people get knocked at every. No, I think. It, so what is the football season? Once you get to the playoffs, it, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. Every game counts. That's what it should feel like. I think it should be pressure the whole season. And you should be re- rewarded. If you have a good race, it should count for you, not against you. What if you win most of the laps, but you lose the race? I think you should get some points for that. And you should always get for the win. But what if you were the most dominant car and you just had a bad couple laps? I like it. I like it a lot. And Nathan Chen, at 17, youngest men's figure skating champion more than five decades, first skater to land five clean quads in competition. I couldn't do that. No, no. Five clean quads. That's a, that's a lot of rotations. This was, I watched some of the, Ryan Mason from Hull City in the English Premier, Premier, in the Premier League. Skull fracture in the match versus Chelsea was in stable condition after surgery in a London hospital. He collided with Chelsea's Gary Cahill in a Hull's box at about the 14-minute mark of the match. They said he was speaking at the hospital. Man, I'll tell you, I, I hit my, I got, hit, I went for a header and I got hit in the back of the head. That hurts. That hurts a lot. And you know, what? I'm really kind of jealous. I'd like to be at Michigan because Harbaugh is taking his Michigan football team to Rome after final exams for a week of educational. And spring drills, drills, spring drills. Michigan calls it an extraordinary life experience. I call it studying abroad for a week. But hey, if you can do it, I say do it. And on Thursday, Edwin Pope, who wrote for more than 50 years at the Miami Herald, died at 88 of 88 years of age. Now, he was with Ali in 65. He was going to fight Liston in Maine, which was a first-round KO. He was a champ then. Yeah, he'd already won the championship. He told back then he was Cassius Clay. He told the story that they went to a hotel in Chicopee, Massachusetts, and Ali went up to the clerk and said he and they said he couldn't check into the room because the sixty dollar suite was being used by someone else who you know they they were still there, and he said, "We'll get him out. The greatest is here," and they did. <laughs> we'll get him out. The greatest is here. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, and the. Sports reporters on ESPN is ending in May, just shy of 30 years. That's crazy, right? I mean, I was just thinking about that, that it's over. Dick Schaap hosted from 89 to 2001, and then John Saunders, 2001 until his death. Basically, yeah, he died. I remember that. And Mike Lupica has been like one of the longest... He's been a guest on it for a long time, but almost 30 years, and they're ending it 
which I understand. I, I know they're revamping everything at ESPN, but I feel like there's certain shows that it's like a 60 minutes. It's it's an interesting show. I mean, I I know it's people say, oh, it's all crotchety guys, but you know they talk about good topics, and they don't have enough women on the show. I agree. But wow, I, I just feel like the whole landscape is changing. Mike and Mike is done. I mean, they're, they're an institution. I, I don't like the direction they're going. I, I really do. All right. Well, what am I going to do? All right. I realize. Oh, my God. It's late and I got to get to bed. Okay. So, trivia question from last show. Most rushing yards rushing in an NFL playoff game. Eric Dickerson had 248 versus the Cowboys on January 14th, 1986. A 20-0 Rams win. In the game, he had a 34 rushes. 248 yards, two touchdowns, and a long run of 55 yards. How about that? All right, and tonight's trivia question. How many catchers have been elected on the first ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame? How many catches, catchers have been elected on the first ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame? All right, how many catchers have been elected on the first ballot for the Baseball Hall of Fame? Have a great night. Hope the Knicks pull it out. They are up right now. All right, peace out. Talk to you soon.